Welcome to Legacy Therapy, the podcast that will teach you, in bite-sized chunks, how to leave a stress-free legacy so loved ones can focus on people, not paperwork, when you become ill or pass away. Here is your host and financial advocate, Stacy golden Lisnock. Hello and welcome to this episode of Legacy Therapy, Planning Techniques for a Stress-Free Legacy. This is Stacy golden Lisnock, your financial advocate. And today I am happy to bring a new guest to you, Tina BQ Tran. And today Tina is going to talk to us about the energy. She's an energy psychology practitioner. Um, she uses a number of energy healing modalities, such as emotional freedom techniques, breath work, meditation, matrix reimprinting, gentle and chair yoga, etc., to help overworked and overwhelmed professionals address emotional suffering, such as grief, anxiety, stress, insomnia, trauma, PTSD, emotional eating, and so on. Tina has been doing this healing work since 2016, and she loves what she does, and she's really good at it too. Before that, Tina worked in corporate Canada for 20 years in the financial industry when she used to handle loads of other people's money. So if you're suffering from anxiety, grief, insomnia, trauma, etc., you'll be able to reach out to Tina for a free consultation, which includes a mini session. Don't let your emotional baggage wear you out. You deserve a healthy and joyful life. So welcome, Tina. And at the end, we will give out your information so people can reach out and get your offering. So that'll be really great. So welcome. Thank you, Tracy. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, great. I wanted to start out by asking you some questions about people and why they have a, this resistance to talking about things like legacy planning and preparing for their illness or when they pass away, you know, having to deal with these things that I talk about all day long. Um, what is it that is the, is the resistance that people have that you found? Thank you for asking the questions. Um, one thing I can I can point out is that sometimes people don't even realize they have resistance. They just say, oh, I just don't feel like doing it. But in fact, what they just said is just masking a real resistance. And the other thing is that they don't even realize that they do have a resistance and resistance may not be their own and that it has been they may have inherited from somebody else like most often for us it's something that we inherited from our parents or grandparents let me give you an example my own mother she's in her 80s a number of years back i wanted her to get her will her um, power of afternoon and a number of other legacy planning things in place. And mm -hmm. she refused and she resists and she resists. And I couldn't convince her. So in the end, way back then, I didn't know anything about energy healing and all the techniques that I could have used to um, get her to let go of that resistance. So way back then, decades ago, what I did was that 
I threatened her. I told her if she doesn't tell me what to do with her body after she dies, I'm going to burn it. <laughs> and my mother is very afraid of fire, oh, so no. that got her to at least sign the power of alchemy and um, some other document allowing us to us her her daughter her children to take care of her if she gets really ill and she cannot um, provide instructions on how she wants to be cared for. And But there's one thing that she still resists signing, having in place is a will. And I, with with a lot of back and forth in conversations that drop here and, and there, I eventually understand why. It's because her parents, her own parents had the belief that organizing your own funerals or setting up a will attracts death to them. And my mother inherited that belief without even realizing that it's not her own belief. And for somebody who's so stubborn like herself, and me way back then not having all of the energy healing techniques that I now know, Mm -hmm. there was no way I could have convinced her that, you know what, she inherited this belief that is not her own and she needed to create her own belief around a funeral's arrangement and, and will and power of attorney and so on. And that's the example of resistance yeah. without knowing why they had the resistance. Do you think a lot of it too is, is uh, like nationality where you're from? It's like maybe um, brought up through the ages of like, where you live or religion wise. I mean, I've ter- heard other people talk about their religion doesn't allow them to be buried or to be cremated or no, probably doesn't allow them to be cremated, not buried, but they take on their, um, those beliefs because they're brought down from generations. That That's true. Like um, I can confirm that to you because having, I have lived in Africa for a decade and, and I lived in a, a, a Muslim country. And yes, it's true. Muslims don't cremate their body. They have to be put in the ground. And there's even a time frame that that has to happen after the, the, the death. And in, in regard to your question, yes, religion, culture, and even the family micro culture have a lot of influences on our belief system. And, and um, the look, ge- geographic location where we come from also have uh, influence because of the practice, the local practice that's done there. So yeah, all of that have a, a influence, but still, even in the States with generations of generation who have, you know, migrate to the States for several generations, some families still practice certain habits that their ancestor came to the state with because it was passed on to them and they just keep practicing them without even questioning. Right. And and so it's just not because of people living in a certain geographic location on this earth that they do things a certain way. No, even after we migrate and 
depending on who we are, if we don't embrace the culture, the traditions of the new country, and we keep hanging on to the traditions that we knew when we left our original place, we mm -hmm. just keep passing on. And that's how beliefs on certain things keep pra being practiced without people ever question themselves. So how, so how would you, in your practice, so people have to first realize that they have this problem, right? So they have to realize that they have some trauma in their life or that they have any of these things that we mentioned, these emotional issues, right? That are, mm -hmm. they're showing up in certain ways. So um, let's see, they have grief, anxiety, stress, insomnia, trauma, PTSD, emotional eating. So they have to realize that they have some issue first before they would actually go get help. And people, um, so how do, you, how do people come to that realization that maybe I need a little help with this? Because if they believe it, mm -hmm. like in this other idea, then there's no problem because that's mm -hmm. just what they believe. Mm-hmm. For many people, unfortunately, there has to be a tremendous event that occurs that trigger them, that make them think again about what they know, about what they believe in. And that's, those are unfortunate situations. Like something really horrific happened and then they start questioning their mm -hmm. belief system. Mm -hmm. For other people, it tastes numerous conversations like in my mother's case that was all because way back then decades ago I didn't have techniques that I now have to mm -hmm. get her to um, undo her beliefs quickly so it was just a lot of conversations numerous touch points so keep I kept persisting with my mother until she eventually gave up and then there's a worse so the fact that I eventually dare to threaten her to say <laughs> what to do with her body after she she passed on so sometimes it's a mixture of things it's not just black and white that we can just sit down with somebody and then force them to recognize the fact that they have certain limiting beliefs around certain topics right yeah yeah do you find that um, sometimes it depends on who's who it is trying to deliver the message as far as, um, I don't know if, if, I mean, a doctor as an example. So like if, an, if a doctor is really insisting on having like a healthcare directive or some sort of instructions in place before surgery, you think that they would do that maybe before they would do it just because a daughter or a son asked them to do it? That you, you are absolutely right. The message, the, the, the messenger mm -hmm. does play an important role, especially when the messenger has certain qualifications, has certain authority. And so if my mother's doctor was telling her, hey, you are ill, you only have this much time, get your things in order, she likes sleep will listen quicker than mm -hmm. if I were just out of blue telling her, hey, mom, this is something that is necessary. We should just, you know, mm -hmm. take care of it while you are still clear minded, while you are still healthy so that 
we won't have to face a lot of headaches if something happens to you. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. Because from my mother's perspective, me coming out and say that mm-hmm. is like me bringing her bad luck, mm. me wanting her to get sick. So, and that's another limiting beliefs that she has that way back then, I would have not a clue how to get her out of that. Because that was her belief. And she think it's true. Meanwhile, she has no proof that it's true at all. But she would hang on to it and say that what she believes is true. Wow. So frustrating, huh? When you when you're when you're um, labeled, when you're labeled the jinx, you're the jinx, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're bringing the that's bad true. luck. That's 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 what some people think mm-hmm. they, they they say that by bringing up um the topic of funeral arrangement or uh putting a will in place that the person who brought it up is jinxing the other person and mm-hmm. bringing that other person bad luck yeah and meanwhile it's not true at all right. and we we know that right it's just a matter of being prepared of sparing another person the headache of trying to figure out what is that that um, they want um, and how to be careful. And and here, let me give you a a real life example that I'm going through right now. I have a younger brother. He's only two years younger than me. He's healthy. He has no health issues uh, he knows of. And then just like that last year, during the pandemic, one day he dropped down, lay flat on the floor. His eight-year-old daughter fortunately found him on time and called 911. They were home alone. It was the pandemic. She was being um, homeschooled. And um, his wife was at work. So there were just the two of them at home, just the father and the daughter. And, and the daughter had enough uh, common sense to call 911. And then... He was brought into the, the hospital and guess what? They diagnosed that he has a, a brain um, aneurysm. And um, he was unconscious for four months. And like now looking back, we know he was unconscious for four months. But when that just happened, we were stuck. He has no will. He has no power of attorney. They have no instructions on how um, he wanted to be careful, and if something tremendous happened, and whether his wife has to make a decision, whether he actually she actually had the power to make that decision. The fact that they are married doesn't mean that you know she has the power to make the decision on his behalf. And that's the example I want to tell people. Like, even when you think that everything is rosy pinky, things mm-hmm. may happen out of the blue right. and that's exactly what happened to my brother yeah in his 40 healthy and 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 like he exercise eat healthy and he has no he doesn't consume alcohol or, or doesn't smoke at all so it was a total surprise for sure. everybody and yeah. without you know having proper paperwork in place i can tell you that the weeks that follow it was horrible for the rest of us right. to, to, to try to get things in place as he was unconscious to take care of things. 
because we had no instructions. Yeah, that, that's something yeah forget yeah. how much headache it is yeah. to try to do our best for somebody that is in coma and mm -hmm. we have not a clue what he would want us to do does he have it now well now yes we do months after mm -hmm. and i'm now working with him on a daily basis in fact after this chat with you mm -hmm. i'm going to work with him to um, I, what I'm trying to, to do is get him to use the power of the mind through uh, EFT to believe that because after what happened to him, half of his body is paralyzed. His oh, wow. the, the brain aneurysm happened on his left side of his um, his head, mm -hmm. and so his right side is completely paralyzed. It, the, his one arm, his one leg doesn't move at all his wheelchair bound and what i'm doing now with him on every single day is that i get him to use eft with me to use the power of the mind for his body to recognize his his limbs and and to believe that he can walk again that he can move his right hand again and mm. and he also lost, lost his um ability to speak Mm. So that's another exercise that I'm working with him to get him to produce sound through breathing, breath work. And yeah. he's home now? He's home too? Yes, and doing he, all he, yeah, he, he has been. When it first happened that we were told by the medical doctors to expect that he may be in the coma the rest of his life, that he will never go home. And, and yet, through the power of belief and the power of energy healing mm. and prayers, now he's home and he's actually improving. Like I can start hearing him making sound mm -hmm. with his voice. So that's a tremendous improvement for somebody who's completely lost his ability to, to even um, digest food for months and months, for more than half a year, they have to feed him through tubes mm. because he was just laying there like he's not dead, but it seems like he's half dead. Yeah, And that's a horrible thing to say. And your but mom... That's exactly what he was. Yeah. But your mom's still alive, right? Yes, my yeah. mother is still alive and she's, she's well, but um, we are glad that we have certain documents in place now and 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 um yeah we are at least now clear on what she how she want her funeral arrangement to be um yeah. made and so on so if she had if she had had all of her documents together and she named your brother as the person obviously he would have that would have to be corrected at this point because he's not capable so in there lies the reason why this stuff once you do it you still have to revisit it because things change Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, fortunately, we have enough um, insight. So when we set up her paperwork, what we did was we actually have three layers. Executives, we designate one person. And if that person is not available, it's the next person and then the next person. Right. Um, and, and, and it's also a good thing that we only live at different um, locations so that if, you know, but still there, there, there are um, occasions when we all get together 
there's a family reunions that we do every year for special um, occasion like Christmas, for example, or, or Thanksgiving. And you know what, things may happen, but uh, hey, you know what, we can only prepare so much, right? The point though is that we are prepared better than we have nothing in place. In the case of my brother, he had nothing in place. And right. that was for weeks on, it was so much work for us. It was such a huge challenge to um, go to his work to say that, okay, he's out and you know what? He's ha- we have to get things in place for his benefits to kick in. And, and we have no um, right to do anything. Yeah, the authority wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, listen, I, we've we've kind of probably gone on our time now. This has really been interesting. You know that you've had this situation happen in your in your own family, which is speaking very heavily to the fact that things need to be done in advance because after the fact, it's too late, mm-hmm. right? Yes, um, and here's the other thing I would like to point out to with uh, to people. Sometimes they delay getting their legacy planning in place because they feel overwhelmed. They think that it's too much work. And I would like to point out that's another limiting belief. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, but we, fortunately, with that kind of limiting belief, they don't have to work with anybody. They can just step back, take a long breath, and realize that there's help out there. There are resources such as your course, for example, that they can sign up and then go through the, the modules one by one and slowly get things done without having to do it all at once. And one of the things that get people overwhelmed is the, the limiting belief that they have to get it all done at once. It's not true. Just one step at a time, we can get things done. The point is to get things done. It doesn't have to get own done you know in one sitting right yeah they just have to have the intention first to get it done and that they have to have the let go of the belief that and this is where I actually can can help um, the belief that they've been jinxed for taking care of this kind of thing no this (laughs) jinx and in fact, there would be there would be a whole lot of people being grateful to them for getting this done because if they get ill and you know even temporarily they are unable to verbally give instructions as how they want to care for and their paperwork is in place, people would be so relieved to just follow the instructions that have been established by them ahead of time now the caregiver know exactly what they need to do without having to um to to doubt themselves or having to make ensure that um they are doing the right thing yeah yeah and i know that that uh these types of things cause a lot of conflict because even if you can if you're the person that has to come up with the decision there's generally somebody else that thinks it should be the other way. Like, exactly. I don't know why there has to be this opposition around everything, but there usually is. And it's a hard decision to come up with anyway, but then there's always somebody taking the other side. And so 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, especially for somebody who say, let's say, um, uh, elderly who have two or three children, right? Mm -hmm. The position of the child in the family mm -hmm. actually get us to see things differently. Like the eldest child can see things differently than the youngest child. Okay, and the middle child also because sometimes often the middle child is the child that is quote unquote ignored the most often. That person has a totally different view on things. Yeah, usually that person is a way more independent and way more open person. And that in itself, just the position of the children, they have different opinions. And here we are dealing caring for the same parent and three children having three different opinions that make it hard to care for the elderly. And if the elderly have instructions clearly laid out, no more conflict between the children. Why? Because they just have to follow the instructions. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, how do people get a hold of you? What's the best? Um, they, they can check me out on my website at https, um, oh my gosh, forward slash forward slash quintessentialenergyfocus.com. And uh, they will have the ability, the option to book a free consultation. And here's the thing, having gone through some of these myself, when I offer a consultation. I truly want people to be helped. It's not a. It's not like I would take the opportunity to promote. I truly want people to get relief from whatever emotional suffering they are going through. And if people are experiencing, especially grief, because that's a really heavy yeah. emotions. Mm -hmm. to carry around. I welcome people to take advantage of my offer. They will feel so much better. And, and I can even um, emphasize that because just this month, past Monday, I worked with somebody, um, those mother just passed away. And oh gosh, she got so much relief afterwards that she's like, uh, she said, I don't know why I waited so long to reach out to you. And now I feel so much better. I feel so much more, more positive about the, my mother's uh, passing because one of the things that she was carrying around without even realizing was that she felt guilt. And the reason being is that her mother did tell her that the doctor said that her, that her mother you know, time is closed and that they need to take care of things. But the daughter didn't believe that. Mm. And then the mother passed. And now she feels guilty for not listening to her mother. And she didn't even realize of that. And for weeks on, she carried that guilt around. And it weighed down on her so much. And when she get relief from that, she realized that you know what, sometimes we make the wrong decision because we love our parents mm -hmm. and we trust that the doctor was wrong. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make us a bad person. Mm -hmm. 
and we just have to let it go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have somebody that understands that can that can put it in perspective mm-hmm. and um, and make things. Um, you just look at them from a different view. So I mean, again, perspective. I mean, everything is is based on perspective. So that's really great. Well, thank you, Tina, for coming on. I certainly appreciate it. And I think we got some great value, some really interesting information from you. So I hope people will reach out and we'll put your information in the notes, um, in the uh, podcast notes. So you'll have the uh, website available and be able to go on there. And so there's like a a way to contact you through the website, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. Thank you for um, our chat today. It has been a pleasure talking uh, to you. And um, I hope that people do take advantage of my offer. I hope so too. So on that, I will um, and mention, as I always do at the end of every podcast, uh, to take a look at my website, www.gotittogethernow.com. Look at the Got It Together Now emergency info file course where you can have in seven modules, you can have all of your important documents been reviewed, updated, have the conversations that need to take place and have everything in one place so that if you did become ill or you had an accident, you pass away, your family is not put into a chaotic frenzy. They know exactly what needs to be done, who needs to be contacted and all of those things. And, and, and you know what Tina was saying, it's you don't have to get it all done at once. It's impossible. It's step by step, module by module, lesson by lesson. And you know, at the end of the seven modules, you have it completed. And then you can get on with your life and have the peace of mind in knowing that you did that. And that was really something that will be a gift that your family will really appreciate for the rest of their lives because you didn't impose upon them uh, a big mess. That's just really what it is. So take a look at that and um, we'll sign off for now. This is Stacy Golden Lisnock and take care of yourself. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Therapy Podcast. If we hit it out of the park today and you learned at least one new thing to take action on in your own quest to planning the best legacy possible, then be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and rate and review wherever you get your podcast. The show notes will provide the sites and information that were discussed today. You can get more great tips, resources, and inspiration by visiting our website, LegacyTherapyPodcast.com.